You know what's shocking to me is that in 2021, with an NFL team, we're throwing into the flat in the end zone to completely derail a game. The Dolphins have two offensive coordinators, and they might as well have none. That's what's shocking to me. I'm in a great mood. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. How do you throw a pass in your own end zone? How, why, what's the purpose other than failing, which the Dolphins did? It was shocking. I mean, it's legitimate shocking. Legitimately the most shocking thing I've seen all season. The incompetence, the sheer idiocy of throwing a pass in the end zone. And then that's what directly started the cliff dive that was the Dolphins Sunday. I need to level myself. Ken Levick alive here on a Monday on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker in the end of John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach right off of the hot and increasingly uh, uncomfortable Intracoastal. And we have guests today. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's rolling through on a Monday. And I love the fact that Theo, the first time I see him in a couple of weeks, He's got divot replacers and golf tees in front of him. You're taking up new <laughs> hobbies, man. Like, you come down here, and now you're embracing the lifestyle. I- I'm a South Florida guy now. You know, I'm originally <laughs> from Houston. We didn't golf that much back home. I'm trying to embrace the culture, which does that also mean I need to throw it backwards when I want to go forwards? Uh, that- apparently. Apparently, that <laughs> apparently that's part of the culture now in South Florida yeah. is throwing it backwards instead of forwards. Uh, <laughs> Captain competent Joe Rigotti uh, making sure that things run smoothly pressing the buttons, making sure we're good to go here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, yesterday was shocking for a variety of reasons, but for me and, and my football sensibilities, and maybe I'll be an unreasonable and full transparency, I mean, I really didn't play football at any legitimate level unless you're talking about the kind that you strap flags to yourself. Uh, I never called plays other than Madden. I never did anything of that variety. But one thing I'm pretty sure about And again, maybe I'm off base, and you can tell me that I'm out of line. But one thing I'm pretty sure about is that when you have the ball on your one, throwing a pass into the end zone is a bad idea, like what we saw the Dolphins do yesterday. His own end zone, his team is up 14-0. Oh, the catch and blasted Jalen Waddle at a safety. Yeah. yeah, he sure as bleep was. That's Ian Eagle on CBS yesterday. The Dolphins, who had a comfy 14-0 lead, a pick six on Derek Carr, uh, came up with a huge defensive stop. They get a long touchdown run. You're thinking to yourself, you know what? It sucks that Tua's hurt. Sucks these he's on IR. But hey, fine. Let the defense ride it out the next three weeks. And then the Dolphins, who I want to remind everybody, have two, not one, but two offensive coordinators and that combined brain power is what came up with that play call where Jacoby Brissett Theo is throwing a hitch into the end zone Jalen Waddle catches 
and immediately gets <laughs> blasted, like Ian Eagle said. That is, and I'm 37 years old. I grew up a Bears fan. I've seen a lot of bad offense. Mm. I've seen a lot of bad play calls. I've seen a lot of horrific execution on that side of the ball. That's the single stupidest smooth-brained play call that I can remember seeing in the NFL. In fact, it is the first time on record that a safety was recorded in the NFL off of a completed pass. It was so bad that it was historic. I've never seen anything more shocking than that. It was well. You know what? Sometimes you want your NFL team to break records. You want them to set records like Justin Tucker did. Uh-huh. The Dolphins were trying to get into the record book. Yeah, they saw Justin Tucker's <laughs> sixty-six yard field goal. They're like, you know what? Let me let me raise that yeah. and, and 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 make sure that we're the headline now. That was legitimately, undeniably shocking. I in my life can't fathom on a multitude of levels how a that play call is made. Okay. You're at your one, and you throw a hitch. I don't care what side of the end zone it's to. It's just stupid. Jacoby Brissett, Dwyer's own. We love him. Yeah, We love Jacoby Brissett. But you see how the Raiders are lined up. There's got to be some part of your brain that tells you, you know what? Probably not a great idea. <laughs> maybe I should check to a run. Or maybe check to a play where you're throwing the ball down the damn field. I don't know. That's just me, though. I'm a football simpleton. I'm nobody, Theo. But it just, it, 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 it really feels like maybe, just maybe, Jacoby could have said to himself, I'm a veteran. This is problematic. You know, it, and I would have hoped he did that. I also would have hoped the throw wasn't so high that Waddle had to jump and catch it. <laughs> he had to jump <laughs> and move backwards. There was no defender. Why was the throw so high? He jumps, catches it, he lands, and then Casey Hayward yep. lands on him. Uh, on Twitter, CK Parrott, who does a great job breaking down the Dolphins, he said that the, the Raiders defender got four steps in the time it took Jalen Waddle to have to jump and go backwards to retrieve that pass (laughs) from Jacoby Brissett. And that was the end of the play right there. But it doesn't change the fact that the Dolphins, they have two offensive coordinators to call a play that was a completed pass in their own end zone. I mean, that is just unspeakably dumb. I can, I, I fully still, I slept on it, Theo. And at the time it happened, I was a little tipsy on tequila, Okay. So I thought maybe I was overreacting a bit yesterday when I'm ranting to my wife about what the hell was that? What the hell was that? What the hell was that? (laughs) But then I slept, sobered up, got a workout in. And as I'm sitting in the car, driving my daughter to kindergarten, I'm like, you know what? This is still really bothering me. I'm still really upset about this. I'm still shocked by this. Pro football reference, the safety in the Dolphins-Raiders game is the first in our play-by-play database on a completed pass with no penalties or fumbles. It's never happened before. I mean, come on. That is unbelievably shocking. Then, Theo, there's Sunday night, and you were blown away by something that happened 49ers and Packers. 49ers, Packers, and it, the game script was pretty much going how you would expect it. The Packers have the lead and whatnot, and the 49ers have that last drive. And and honestly, me as a fan, me as a fan watching this kind of play out, I know what's going to happen. Everybody in the building knows what's going to happen. Everybody watching TV knows what's going to happen when Kyle Juszczyk crosses that plane with 37 seconds left, mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers is going to get the ball. Three and seven, and I saw that, and I'm like, uh-oh. Mm-mm. Too much time. Uh It's way too much time. The Packers have no timeouts. So if you are the defensive coordinator for the – and maybe they need it too, 
like the Dolphins have two offensive coordinators, <laughs> maybe that would have helped out. Pick up a second. If, if, if you're calling defensive plays, how in the world do you not know that Aaron Rodgers is going to Devontae Adams two times down the field? Mm-hmm. How do you not, like, whatever the NFL equivalent is to a boxing one in the NBA, <laughs> when you're just like, Steph Curry's not going to shoot the ball. Uh-huh. Remember when the Raptors did that? They were like, yeah. Steph Curry, we're going to guard him in a boxing just, one. He's not shooting. And just front him the entire time. How do you not front Devontae Adams and Beckham and side to side him? He gets two big catches, yeah. and then they kick the field goal, inevitably beating the 49ers on a last-second play. But it's 37 seconds left. Aaron Rodgers has no timeouts. We know what Aaron Rodgers is. He only cares about one thing, and that's trust. He doesn't trust anybody else on that Packers no. offense. No. They're just that one guy. But Devontae Adams. Uh-huh. And I'm a Devontae Adams fantasy manager, so I was happy. I, I was happy about it, but I was just shocked. I was literally dismayed. How did the 49ers let the one guy who can't touch the ball catch the ball twice? And then you lose the game. They deserve to lose that game, and the fans in the stands – they should have known what was going to happen. Yeah. They saw what happened to the Cowboys. Yeah, they they should not have been shocked. So for me, the Dolphins throwing a completed pass in their own end zone for a safety, and Theo, the 49ers just leaving the Packers way too much time. And for Aaron Rodgers, 37 seconds ain't nothing. What was the most shocking moment of your NFL weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What was the most shocking moment of your NFL weekend? Aaron Rodgers truly is. I mean, he's a, he, he's a freak of nature. And I know that it's easy uh, to, to joke around now and say, oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He, 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 he's just there. Week one, that sucked against the Saints in Jacksonville. But man, even if he's just in it for himself at this point, he's a magician. And he continues to astound. And we talk a lot about Tom Brady being incredible. He's going to play till he's 50, how productive he still is. The Buccaneers could legitimately win back-to-back Super Bowls with a 45-year-old as the quarterback. But over the last 15 years, and I know Brady's excellent. I know Brady's amazing. But there is no more fun football player to watch. No more football magician, someone who blurs the lines between normalcy and what you think is beyond realism like Aaron Rodgers. He is, for my money, the most bang-for-your-buck player in the NFL. And I'm not sure it's really that close, and he showed it again last night. See, I would I would contend a little bit. I mean, you know who I'm going to mention as I contend this, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The level of arrogance he's been playing with and he's been failing with. In the yeah, it's starting to weeks, hurt him a little bit. It, it really is. So that's the one thing that gives you, you know, your gift of saying that. But also, you know, if you look at Aaron Rodgers' career in these past 15 years, it's, it's still just one Super Bowl and, what, two MVPs and a lot of magical plays and a lot of big runs. But, you know. Wins and losses is a team stat. Sorry, Theo. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Theo. Team stat. Can't put it all on You're the quarterback. Right. That's right. And that's how I'm going to bring this back to Tua always. <laughs> hey, it's a team stat. Wins and losses, it's a team stat. What was the most shocking moment of your NFL weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The most shocking moment of your NFL weekend. And we'll talk about it more in our Dolphins deep dive. But I still am having a hard time figuring out what the explanation is for throwing a pass into your own end zone. It, they, they, uh, the Dolphins yesterday threw more passes into their own end zone than they did into the Raiders' end zone. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It was truly astoundingly dumb. But what also happened yesterday in Detroit 
we need to make mention of. Because you have the most improbable of improbables, Lamar Jackson facing a fourth and 19. Wait, I thought he couldn't throw, right? He's not a quarterback. Yeah, he can't throw. He can't throw. He can't, <laughs> he can't make good decisions. Yeah. Uh, he only trusts his first read, and then it's just him athletically. They're going to figure him out at some point, yeah. Theo. Don't worry. They're going to figure him out. And they had him fourth and 19. They figured him out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they, 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 they did. It. They figured him out. And uh, what they, they did is they, they figured out that he has – a really good arm, and he has great instincts, and he has Sammy Watkins, who was all by himself. Lamar Jackson hits that 30-yard pass play to Sammy Watkins. It's a good thing it was 30 and not 29 because Mm -hmm. the Ravens then trot out Justin Tucker, who lines up for a 66-yard field goal, NFL history, and a win on the line as well. And uh, this is what it sounded like, courtesy of Greg Gumbel on CBS. On its way. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good! Oh, my my goodness! Oh, my... Did that just happen, Greg? So 66 yards off the crossbar... And through. I mean, millimeters to spare. My favorite part of the whole thing, though, is just seeing the Ravens' sideline erupt. And John Harbaugh looking like he's about to pass out. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, that's as good as it gets. And I don't, I, I, I would never consider a game-winning field goal something where I come out of a weekend and I'm like, that was far and away the most memorable part of the weekend. That is... I don't know what rivals it. I mean, you had the Rams beating the Bucks yesterday. You had uh, Aaron Rodgers with another incredible late-game drive. You had the Dolphins throwing a pass in their own end zone. But a 66-yard field goal for the win on the road, that's as good as it gets right there. That's the NFL in its purest. That was badass form. Yeah, and, and you know it's something that's incredible when you leave a guy who's paid to talk and assess things and analyze things that just says, that just happened. Can't say anything. That just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just absolutely excellent stuff right yeah. there. And, and I, I, again, I, you're not going to get blown away by game-winning field goals. And it, it, Justin Tucker, he's, he's arguably the greatest kicker in the history of the league. I, yeah. Many of us know that. If you didn't know that, you were introduced to that yesterday. But it's still shocking when you see 66-yard field goal and you do it on the road and you do it in a game-winning situation. This wasn't like last field goal before the half or anything. Like This was the game. Yeah. And for him to pull that off, it's not often that you are standing up in your living room cheering after a field goal at any level of football. That was that right there. Right. Even with the Crosby kick that won it for the Packers. Like I mean, that was cool, but yeah. that wasn't the big moment. He's like, yeah. Crosby, 54 yards is nothing That's for nothing. him. Justin Tucker's 66, and the previous record was 64. Mm-hmm. He beat about two yards. Yeah, yeah. And I know it bounced off the off the bar, but, I mean, geez, that, that was in the most highest pressure moment he, he delivered. And now as Harbaugh and the Ravens, you got to have faith in him at any moment in the game. Oh, yeah, and yeah. It's, not like, it's not like they did. And he's been a, a rock for them for such a long time. But that there, in case there was any question, because yeah. I know Evan Cohen was talking about it last week, commercial free here at 5 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3 specialists uh, like Devin Hester. Suncoast alum, should he be in the Hall of Fame? The answer is resounding yes, because yeah. if you're the best at what you do, and you impact the game. If you're the best at what you do at a position that can still impact the game, then you absolutely should go to the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester should be a Hall of Famer. Justin Tucker, I think he already was a Hall of Famer. That right there makes him maybe a first ballot 
Hall of Famer because now he will go to Canton with the longest field goal in NFL history, and it's going to be a tough ask for anybody to ever best 66 years. I'm wow. sure it'll happen because you get more mutants every generation after generation, depend, it, no matter the position. But my God, it, I, I, can't, I can't when people are watching me throw a piece of paper in the garbage can because I feel pressure. Justin Tucker on the <laughs> on the biggest stage in the world is hitting 66-yard field goals. And Theo, I don't know how often you've tried to actually physically kick a football. It's hard. It's really damn hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is really, really damn hard. Yeah. Uh, the most shocking moment of your NFL weekend. What was it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can hit us up on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm as well. What was your most shocking moment of the NFL weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Theo says... 49ers, leaving 37 seconds on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. Y'all knew what was going to happen there. Uh, Me, the Dolphins, throwing a completed pass to Jalen Waddell in the end zone for a safety, and that started the avalanche of the Raiders' comeback that eventually led to the Dolphins inexplicably marching down the field, tying the game with a two-point conversion, and then losing in overtime. Uh, But let's go to Twitter, and uh, let's start with Chris Wall, uh, who tweets, the Dolphins almost winning was his most shocking moment of the weekend. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, he was fine. You can see why he's the backup. He He's not going to do anything that Tua can't do. Uh, he, he's gutty. I'll give him that. That touchdown run he had to tie the game, was that was all just desire. That was all want. The Dolphins looked dead, and they somehow find a, found a way to force overtime. We'll discuss it more in the Dolphins' deep dive. Pretty gutless stuff to not go for it uh, after failing to convert on a shovel pass on third and three with a chance to extend a drive and possibly win the game in overtime. Instead, to tie the game for the field goal, and the Dolphins got what they deserve, which was a loss because they allowed Derek Carr to drive the field. But yeah, the Dolphins almost winning, I suppose, if you're optimistic, which... I'm generally not. That was that was a shocking result yesterday. It was. And for me as well, a guy that doesn't have any stake in it, I'm not a Dolphins fan. I'm not like Brian Rowitz and a Raiders fan in the building. Uh, so for me, kind of looking at it, you know, even them going up 14-zip in the beginning to me was pretty shocking. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, Ogbonda tweets to us, uh, Mahomes throwing away the winning drive. Wow. Patrick Mahomes, something doesn't feel right right now and I it's tough back-to-back weeks having the Ravens and the Chargers but that that interception was brutal I mean that that's as poor a decision as you're ever gonna see a guy like that make and I know we get caught up in the oh he threw it sidearmed and oh look at him throw on the run incredible what accuracy but that was not the Patrick Mahomes that we know and love and he hasn't been the last two weeks because he made critical mistakes last week against the Ravens as well. He made critical mistakes week one against the Browns as well. I don't know what's going on with Patrick Mahomes, but something's up because he doesn't look the same. There's a there's a palpable arrogance from the whole Chiefs organization when you watch them, from Tyreek Hill to Travis Kelsey to Patrick Mahomes and even Andy Reid, and I know he's going through the health scare and whatnot. So yeah, I ended up in the hospital after yeah, the game. Very weird stuff, very, but I think they said he's okay yeah. now. So it's just there's a, there's a palpable arrogance. You can see it and feel it through the screen. And it plays out when they have these games that you, you know, the, the Chiefs of old who still had something to prove, I think they convert on a lot more of these. They find a way to get Tyreek Hill more involved. But now it's like they just assume they can win. 
because they come back from mm-hmm. 21 points down and 28 points down in the playoffs and because they score whenever they want. But when was the last big play the Chiefs had? Can you remember, like, this year? This year. The Travis Kelsey play, I think he had a long – but they haven't had, like, a boom A big play. explosive play, right. Since week one, I mean, uh, Tyreek Hill had one, obviously. Right. But, but that, And that was them having to come back from a huge deficit yeah, at home. And, they, and all they do – all the Chiefs do is play one-score games. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> every single week – they've turned into the Seahawks, where every week is a one-score game. And whether they're up, it'll be a one-score game. Or whether they have to come back, it'll be a one-score game. They can't protect the lead, and uh, sometimes they're having to make miraculous comebacks. It's really, but Patrick Mahomes does not look anywhere close to dominant. And Justin Herbert, you know who did yesterday? Justin Herbert making it really, really hard for me to ever sit here again and say, just give Tua time, just be patient with Tua, because I see what he's doing, what Herbert's doing. That game-winning drive, calm. Cool, collected, everything's on the money. Everything is completely uh, handled. I mean, he's a veteran. He's a seven-year vet in a second-year body. And to think, we may not have seen him until this year if it wasn't for a needle going in a lung. Right. It's incredible. Ridiculous. It's really, really astounding. And it's depressing. I mean, it's legitimately depressing because you look at, at Tua, who's now on the shelf with the ribs, and you look at Herbert, who's just doing Herbert things. And I don't know. I don't. I. I just. I don't know how you justify it anymore. I don't know how you sit here and comfortably say, "Hey, everything's fine." I. I, I have doubt, and I'm the most staunch Tua supporter. Everything's not fine. Things aren't fine because Justin Herbert's doing that, and the Dolphins are what they are right now. Yeah. It's an issue. It's a huge issue. Herbert, I think Tua. It's I would hate for you to continue to compare Tua. I know it's natural, but you can't compare Tua to Herbert because Herbert is a different breed. I know, like, but who knew? I, I I know it's easy to say now. You should have known, but who knew? I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a a, a a pro style quarterback out of Oregon. I I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. Like he was good. Yeah, he wasn't blow your face off kind of stuff. But this is this is. Borderline, he's definitely going to have a championship in the next three or four years, kind of stuff, right he's, now. Yeah, he's like that. He's on a different level, and and also, I mean, look at all of the Alabama quarterbacks that have come out. I mean, when you're throwing the guys who are ten yards running down the field open, it's like it's a little easier, and it's harder when you go to the NFL. It's a hard transition yeah. for Mac Jones, Tua, Jalen Hurts is his running ability is saving him more. But I mean, they've had world class receivers and weapons. So. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I, I just, man, Justin Herbert, it. He's different. I, I don't want to openly root against him because that's my two of pettiness coming out. But, man, is he a good watch. He's he's Aaron Rodgers-esque where he'll stand back there, he'll survey, he can get out of the pocket a little bit, and he's going to throw a dart. Does he make some dumb decisions sometimes? Yeah. He hurt his team against the Cowboys last oh, yeah. week. He definitely did. But then he comes back on the road in Kansas City and does that. I mean, that's that's just that's all-world stuff right there. Your most shocking moment of the NFL weekend, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm, uh, one more shocking moment for me that I want to bring up, and I had to double take and then triple take and then quadruple take because I don't know if I've seen the type of incompetence on offense. And we're going to rail on the Dolphins here in a little bit in the Dolphins deep dive from an offensive standpoint. What the Bears did or didn't do yesterday is really hard to do. That's really hard to do. Total yards in the game, in the loss to the Browns, 
47. Mm. They gained as many yards. I'm a decade away from turning 47. I'm I'm a decade away from what the Bears racked up in total yardage in an NFL game yesterday. Uh. Justin Fields was running for his life the entire time. Justin Fields, as frustrated as we are, or I am with two with it, we can't assess anything about him. Like, how do you assess that? Where Justin Fields, when he is throwing, uh, it looks bad and wobbly because he's got pressure in his face, and when he's not throwing, it's because he's getting wrestled to the ground. That is as bad. As, that's the type of result where legitimately a coach could be, you could justify firing the head coach after that. Yeah, the Monday after. Yeah, Matt Nagy's lucky, I think, too. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, it, how, do you, how do you explain that? I don't even think there's any explanation for that. I think, I mean, there needs to be a discussion with the GM who has that offensive yeah. line playing in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, that might be the worst offensive line in the NFL. And now I'm starting to see why. Like, I was rooting for them to put Justin Fields out there. Matt Nagy's probably like, look, I don't want to get this kid killed. Let's get Andy Dalton killed and preserve the future of this franchise. <laughs> Poor Andy Dalton. Everyone just either A, wants him to fail, or B, wants him to have multiple bones broken. <laughs> Poor guy. Put on our, our red-headed crash test, dummy, please. Uh, it, it, it's it's 1.1 yards per play. 1.1 <laughs> yards per play. I haven't seen that. There were things, like again, for yesterday, this was, and I thought it was the tequila. I swear I thought it was the tequila, because I kept saying to myself, I don't think I've seen that before. And I don't think I've seen that before. And I'm not sure I've seen that before. Like, first, it was the the Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal off the crossbar. I'm like, what? How How is that even possible? My mind is blown. Patron, Patron, Patron. All right, fine. Let's move on. Uh, and then, wait, the, the, the Bears gained 47 yards? Mm. Huh? Patron, Patron, Patron. Wait, the Dolphins just threw a pass in their own end zone for a safety? <laughs> God, Patron, Patron. Uh, maybe I'm just drunk, okay? Uh, go to sleep, and then all these things still happen. I, I thought I was in a, a, a Patron-buzzed uh, state, but it turns out I was living reality yesterday. That was the weirdest Sunday of the NFL that we've had in an awful long time. Like All of these things just so shocking. Yeah, and you didn't even mention the 109-yard touchdown when Matt with Matt Prater tried a 68-yarder <laughs> yeah. with Agner. Uh, I mean... It was so many things. I love the fact, I love any time a team returns a field goal because none of the guys on that field are equipped to be covering (laughs) kicks. I mean, they're all just like... Bunch of huge dudes. Just huge dudes. You can see their lungs have just completely emptied. They have no gas by midfield. Like, as soon as the guy gets to midfield, it's it's a done deal. He's he's gone. Now you're banking on the kicker making an attack. And then that's that's definitely not going to happen. Uh-uh. Your most shocking moment from a ridiculous NFL weekend. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program there, the title sponsor. Ken Levick alive. We love him, Dr. Jim Reardon. I'm going to see him tonight, by the way. He's been doing it for 22 years. There's nothing shocking about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program other than the fact that for 22 years they've been one of the best MBA sport management programs at any university in the world. They're up 11 spots from last year's sport business rankings. They're up to number 19. They are elite. They are one of the finest in America, one of the finest in the state of Florida, and again, one of the finest worldwide. That's saying something because there's a lot of options out there. It's because they have professors that are teaching uh, their firsthand knowledge because they're in the sports industry. They've adapted to the times. You're not going to get an education, a curriculum from 10 years ago. In the ever-changing world of sports business, he Dr. Jim Reardon has people that are teaching everything 
modern. You don't get that everywhere. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Find out more spring semester classes. You can sign up for them now. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Take the courses on campus in Boca at the beautiful state-of-the-art Schmidt Family Center, or you can take them online. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. When we return, when it comes to the Dolphins, what's new feels certainly old. Theo Dorsey hanging out. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Captain Competent Joe Rigotti here as well. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. No matter who your quarterback is, no matter how many new acquisitions you make in an offseason, no matter your, how many times you continue to say you have a commitment to winning, when it comes to the Dolphins, everything feels like they're stuck in the past 15 years. It just never, ever, ever changes. About to get into our Dolphins deep dive. Uh, it is Ken Levick alive. Theo Dorsey in with us on this Monday to start the work week. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Uh, he is well quaffed. Uh, he is well-dressed. You see him over there on WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And we'll dig a little bit more. Uh, we'll try to get to a later, a little bit more into his new hobby because he's trying to fully acclimate himself to the South Florida lifestyle and is uh, taking up golf. So I just I have some questions about the whole thing. Captain Competent Joe Rigotti here as well. Uh, and, and you're not going to want to miss this because this is one of the best things that we're a part of every year. The 8th Annual Great Chefs Tailgate presented by Boca Raton Innovation Campus and CP Group. It gets going Wednesday, October 6th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. That's next Wednesday. Dozens of local chefs, breweries, and cocktail masters are going to be serving their favorite tailgate classics here at the Great Chef's Tailgate. I love this because you just go around, you visit every single vendor, you eat, you drink, you make yourself happy. Like th- this, is, this is one of the, the things in life where you say to yourself, you know what? It is the simple things. It's just so well done, and there's so many great vendors. You wear your college team's colors. You mingle with other college football fans, community members here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, and, of course, your favorite ESPN West Palm personalities. Tickets to the 2021 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl Great Chefs Tailgate Showcase presented by Brick and CP Group are on sale now. It's $40 in advance, 50 at the door, and for what you're eating, what you're drinking, you'll be spending hundreds upon hundreds of dollars. And, again, you're getting these tickets to be a part of this. $40 in advance and 50 at the door. It includes all food samplings, entertainment, beer, wine, cocktails, soft drinks, the whole damn thing. Visit spiritofgivingnetwork.org or call 561-385-0144 to purchase your tickets today. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> Got to get myself mentally right here. Joe Rigotti, let's, uh, let's, let's get into our Dolphins deep dive. Miami so bad Ooh. it's so bad <laughs> the whole thing yeah how many parts did i put on here that might be the last one nope there it is that was the grand finale nope there there's that one wait i think there might be one more actually yeah there it is there so the dolphins deep dive recounting another frustrating one and this time it happened in the desert where the dolphins are almost able to come up with a miracle victory that they would not have deserved. I think that's very important to point out. They, If they came back and somehow won that game, they would not have been able 
to look themselves in the mirror afterwards. That's one of those where it's like you're stealing from someone and then you just leave town. But the uh, the final yesterday in Las Vegas, 31-28, to the Raiders win in overtime. It doesn't seem like there's any progress at all. Like you've got an injured quarterback because your offensive line is terrible. Your offensive line's been terrible for a decade now. You have two offensive coordinators that don't appear as if there's much cohesion there. You're throwing passes in your own end zone. You, in recorded NFL history, we, we haven't seen it before. You completed a pass in your end zone for a safety. I mean, that's, that's ticky-tack high school stuff. That's not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. You jump out to a 14-0 lead. That safety happens, and the fact that I knew exactly what was going to happen after it, and this whole area and Dolphins fans knew exactly what was going to happen after that, that's the sign of a massive problem because there's no indication that they were going to be able to find a way because we know what this team is. And this team is average at best. Might be bad. Mm. It might be bad. And I, it doesn't feel any different. Chris Greer. Brian Flores. Brian Flores is saying the stuff after the game that coaches who know that they're starting to feel pressure and there might be pressure, they start to say, I just got to get this team better prepared. I got to get them to execute better. Coaches say that when they're starting to feel pressure. Uh, coaches say that when they have a losing team. That's loser talk right there. Mike Norvell's already doing it at Florida State. Like That's loser talk right there. I, I just got to get this team better prepared. I don't want to hear that anymore. That doesn't make me feel any better. So Brian Flores can say all those things. That doesn't do anything. Where's Chris Greer? Why isn't he answering questions about how Austin Jackson and Jesse Davis got his quarterback broken in half last week? How Austin Jackson is missing blocks? Austin Jackson, by the way, if he never played another snap in the NFL, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, he's not capable of playing left tackle in the NFL. He's just flat out bad. It's, it's gotten to a point, Theo, where the Dolphins feel like they're just one of those teams, and there's a handful of them, that just can't get out of their own way. Never can get out of their own way. The Dolphins are the Jets. Mm. They're, they're like they're brothers. The Jets. The Giants. At least the Giants have in the last 20 years something to show for. It. The Jets is harsh. I think the Dolphins, the Dolphins are a slightly more competent version of the Jets. And by slightly more confident, that makes them simply abject crap <laughs> instead of hopeless crap. Because they give you a little hope and then they mm-hmm. swipe right yeah. back away. It's almost worse. Like I almost wish I was a Jets fan because you know that no matter what you do, you're just going to be embarrassing. But at least the Jets found a way to go to two AFC title games they did. in the last 20 years. The Dolphins, it's a huge celebration if they get into the playoffs, and you know they're going to have their ass handed to them in the first round, like has happened. I don't, I don't see any change with this team. There's all the talk about commitment to winning. Stephen Ross, commitment to winning, commitment to winning. Let's build this. Let's do this. Let's improve the stadium. Let's do all these things. Chris Greer, let's trade assets. Let's go up and down the top 10. Uh, let's, let's compile first-round selections. What has that done? Let's draft 17 offensive linemen. You haven't found one of them that can contribute. And then you've got a franchise quarterback. And he appears to be just sort of eh. I don't know what to do at this point. Like The Jets and the Dolphins, what is another team that just feels like it can never get out of its own way? I feel like the Texans are probably a little bit in that boat. Because, yeah, they would go to the playoffs, but you never thought that they were actually going to progress to a, a championship yeah. no. realm. And then they had a quarterback that maybe you could do that with, and then we saw what 
what happened. He there. got in his own way. That, yeah. That's the thing, too. And as a guy that's grown up in Houston, from Houston, um, and knowing all the Houston fans, yeah, everybody that's a Texans fan, which I'm not, thank God, feels that way about the Texans, a similar way that you feel about the Dolphins. Yeah. And the worst part about it is, again, they're the kind of franchise that gives you a slither of hope. They give you that that feeling that, like last mm-hmm. season with the Dolphins did, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, well, maybe we can be a playoff team this next year. And then the next year comes around and the offensive line got worse. Yep. Tua didn't get any better, even though all of the training camp hype said he was throwing the deep ball. He finally has that. an offseason. Yeah. It's, it's not – I do feel for you. I do feel for anybody that's rooting for the Miami Dolphins. But I will say at least this, like, I don't know if it's better to be a Jets fan. Yeah. I don't know if it's better to get shut out back-to-back weeks practically. Did the Patriots shut them out too? I know they got shut out this last week by the Broncos. But uh, What was the score last week? I, because I the, there's only been two teams, I believe, in the NFL that have been shut out this year, and it's the Dolphins and the Jets. The Jets. Because the Jets just got shut out 27-zip I completely, I completely forgot about anything pertaining to last week. <laughs> yeah, like once, once the Bills and the Dolphins win final, I just went comatose on uh, uh, on the weekend. I mean, the Jets are – Robert Sala is experiencing firsthand what it's like to be in Jets sucked him. But you also have to raise your standards a little bit. And I keep hearing how – Oh, the Dolphins are well run. Like this is this is improving. I don't see you. You can't name one thing right now and say this is better. Like it's not. There's not one element of this team where you say, "Oh, there's an improvement from last year." They really built off that. No, there's there there's absolutely nothing. And then there's Jalen Waddle, who you did all this maneuvering, all this maneuvering to get to take him at number six, give Tua a target. Do exotic things. He is so fast, and he can be dynamic. But the way they're using him, this is Sean Coleman, okay? He is uh, with uh, 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 SB Nation, okay? And he tweeted, Jalen Waddell just produced the lowest receiving yards total for any non-running back with 12 or more catches in a single game since stats started being kept in 1950. (laughs) So it's not just it's not just the safety in the end zone that was historic for the Dolphins yesterday. They found a way to make Jalen Waddle a statistical punchline as well. He's supposed to be someone that you can run on a crossing route and have him use his speed to create space and get massive amounts of yards after the catch. Instead, they're just dinking and dunking with him. You, you know what his average yards of, of depth for touchdowns was in college? 44. He used to catch on touchdown, on scoring plays for Waddle. He would catch 44 yards on average. And what, what was his total yardage from yesterday? 4.8. 4.8 yards per reception, 12 catches, 58 yards. 58 yards. That would have been one touchdown for him. One catch, one touchdown, yep. 58 yards at Alabama. You know what Jalen Waddle is right now? When I was in grade school, when I was in eighth grade, we had, uh, you know how you'd play different sports. You'd have different sessions throughout the course of a year. So eighth grade PE, we played flag football. And because I went to uh, a Chicago area public school, God forbid you get cones and actually set up where the first down marker is going to be, they decided, no, nah, not, not in the budget. So a first down was actually two completions <laughs> past the line of scrimmage. Wow. I mean, we were slumming it out there yeah. in, our, in our middle school, okay? Uh, but what we did is you would have a fourth down play. You had one completion. So, okay, then you get to fourth down, and what we would just do is run one yard past the line of scrimmage to just wait for the quarterback to fire it at us yeah. so we could get a first down. 
That's what the Dolphins are doing with Jalen Waddle. Like, they're literally having him run my two-step route that I ran in eighth-grade PE flag football for a first down. That's what Jalen Waddle is right now. It's humiliating. It, 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 this is, they are wasting so much talent across the board with this stuff. Like, fine, keep telling me that there's a plan, but it doesn't seem like there's a plan. And I get that there's 14 more games left of this season, but this doesn't feel good right now. This doesn't feel right right now. What's, what's going to drastically change? And when you have Brian Flores again, and I don't think that he should be on the hot seat, but he's acting like he is. When you start, I got to get this team better prepared. Losers say that stuff. Losers say that stuff. I hate that because that's the sign, and you hear it all the time. You've heard it covering college. You've heard it covering the pros. When you start hearing that language, that's when you know that there's a disconnect and things might not be great in that locker room. Yeah, because when he's saying that to, to, the, to the masses, mm-hmm. what he's saying inside that locker room is, is a lot more yeah. like, it's, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad out there. I, I, and I know you don't want to go crazy calling people out, but when Brian Flores, who came from, does Bill Belichick ever say, I just got to do a better job of getting him prepared? I don't remember the last time Bill Belichick would ever said anything like that. Not even last year when they kind of struggled. No, and, and certainly not this year after they're, they're just getting sort of dominated yesterday by the Saints. I mean, Jameis is throwing touchdowns as he's like on his back. That uh, was ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. I just I never thought I'd hear that stuff from Brian Flores. Patriot groomed Brian Flores. The Dolphins have reduced him to a guy who's starting to feel the pressure. That's a problem. The, are, are, are the Dolphins in the pantheon of teams now that just can't get out of their own way? Have they joined the Jets and, to an extent now, the Giants, Joe Judge, by the way, Mr. Discipline, who has the, the, the most dumbest penalized team in the NFL right now? Like They just... They, they can't get out of their own way, no matter what. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Joe? How are you? I wish you the best on your Dolphins. You know, we've been in our own way as a Cowboys fan for many, many yeah, years. Yeah, that's a good sure we'll call. Like, the Cowboys have not been able to get out of their own way either. That's a, that's a good call, Joe. That makes me feel better because you guys uh, have, like, that big stadium and that owner who loves to talk, too. Yeah, something's going to happen before the year's out, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I, I got I to talk about the greatest of Aaron Rodgers for a second. Yeah. As much as I've just despised him, it's hard not to like him now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to, I mean, he, he, he broke our heart back in 2017 in the division around playoff on that last second fling to Jared Cook with no time left after he ran around for about an hour and then did that to, to win down in Dallas. And then back 2014, you know, you cannot – he also on the desk catch that wasn't that was, and, and we gave him time to come back down the field. Uh-huh. He'll do it every single time. I knew there was no doubt in my mind that they should have ran out a few more seconds because thirty seconds is a lifetime for him. Period. Oh that's yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I, anybody with a brain and appreciate the call, Joe. Anybody with a brain knew that thirty-seven seconds for Aaron Rodgers last night was going to probably be problematic for the Forty ers Yeah. I think that 49ers offense, though, was nervous that they wouldn't get a touchdown. So when they got a shot, they was like, yo, get in the well, end zone. And this is the tough part. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you don't want to, unless you're really, really confident in what you're doing offensively. Like, really confident. I mean, absurd amounts of confident, like Sean Payton type of arrogance. You don't want to tick down the clock that long. Because what happens, you don't want to be running extra plays if you can take the lead. Mm-hmm. Not in that situation. 
Because then you start playing around. Then you start throwing or, or putting yourself in a spot to have to throw an interception or fumbling or doing something silly like that. Like you, needed, you needed a touchdown. You needed to get into the end zone. So it presents a predicament. How much longer can we play this out against, oh God, we have to go up against Aaron Rodgers and 37 seconds is a long time. Mm. And they, they gambled wrong. Like They didn't do the wrong thing getting into the end zone, but sometimes you just have to say, this guy flat out rules. And he does. That's why I say he's, he is quarterback majesty. Tom Brady's been great, and we love that he's an old man who's doing what he's doing, but there is no one from a quarterback standpoint, and I know Mahomes, and you said that he's the most bang-for-your-buck quarterback, but as far as longevity is concerned, and the guy's been doing this for so long, Aaron Rodgers makes the impossible possible more than any other player in the NFL. And he's been doing it for a long time. That's the best way to describe him. Aaron Rodgers, more than any other quarterback, more than any other player, makes the impossible possible. That's the highest possible compliment I can pay that guy. Yeah, and those Hail Marys, it's just yes. like, what can't he do? Even luck goes his way yeah. <laughs> almost all the time, which makes it even dumber that at every turn in this offseason, it seemed like the Packers were trying to push him away. Yeah. Like publicly coming out, talking about how he's a little bit difficult, uh, the fact that the Packers even let that relationship get to that point, it just continues to blow my mind that they allowed that to do that. I mean, come on. This guy is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Tom Brady's not as good a quarterback, a pure quarterback, as Aaron Rodgers is. And the Packers nearly blew that. And probably still did. This could be absolutely the last year that Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay. Oh, he's done. He's, he's gone. He's gone. He tweeted the whole the last yeah. dance thing, the Michael J. He's gone. So what's going to be really interesting is where he goes and what's going to be his Tampa Bay Buccaneers run, like which team he picks out for that, because that's going to be a lot more intriguing next year. But right now, yeah, he's just he's playing this out. He's going to try to go for the Super Bowl. We'll see if that defense can give him enough. But that dude is something else, man. Yeah, he, he could come to the Dolphins, but uh, then Austin Jackson would be his left tackle, <laughs> and uh, that would be a major issue. Ken LeVick alive, Theo Dorsey hanging out with us on this Monday, uh, as well as Captain Competent Joe Rigotti. Uh, Joe, why don't we do this? Why don't we get to our, uh, our EDS air conditioning, coolest moment of the week? I do want to get into a little college football, and I do want to get into what happened Saturday at NC State, where all-world good guy Dave Dorn. It was good to see this, especially because it happened to Dabo. This is what happened, uh, NC State and Clemson. But first, let's make sure that we get all the proppers out of the way here with our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS air conditioning. into the end zone, incomplete for Ross, and the streak is over. They answer the opportunity. NC State rides on the strength of the pack. And so that's Mark Jones on the call, ESPN. Clemson will not be competing for a national championship this year. NC State with the win at home, uh, and I don't know about you, Theo, but there is a a mild bit of satisfaction knowing that uh, Dabo is his his ceiling this year is going to be ACC championship. That mm. there's no college football playoff coming for Clemson, and uh, I I'm not gonna lie, it's a little petty of me. Feels kind of good. I love it. 
I love it. And I'm a Miami Hurricanes guy. So I watching them be on the top of the ACC and reign so arrogantly and confidently and just sneak their way in every single year with these easy schedules and running through the ACC because everybody else is incompetent. I love it. I love it. <laughs> because everybody else is incompetent. Oh They've been God. at the top of the mountain. But it definitely feels like a, a dynasty is starting to end a bit. But in the ACC, who takes the mantle? And that's the biggest part. That I'm not sure there is anybody that's capable of taking this and running with it. I really don't think so. EDS Air Conditioning. Now, again, was your EDS Air Conditioning coolest moment of the week? EDS Air Conditioning, they are taking care of you because it is hot. It is disgusting. It is gross. I um, I, I was at a, a, a birthday party, a little kid birthday party yesterday, but thank God for this kid's parents uh, that they, they get it. Uh, they made sure that they had the rum that looked like it was just, it was just, it was punch. It was punch for everybody. Mm. But no, 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 no. It, there was a little bit of rum in it, and they know how to do a kid's party. So <laughs> bless them. Uh, it, but it was just so sticky and uncomfortable and miserable. And I got back to my house, and I'm able to enjoy the air conditioning. But there have been moments where you get back to your home down here in South Florida, and you walk in the door, and you know right away because you feel it. It's like a furnace hitting you. EDS Air Conditioning, that's my call because EDS is yes. If your air conditioning is out, you want someone that's going to work around your schedule like EDS Air Conditioning always tries to do. You want to use a company that's family-owned and operated. You want to use a company that has the best technicians in the game and they use the best equipment because they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS Air Conditioning. Go to edsairconditioning.com. That's edsairconditioning.com. If you have any AC matter or plumbing matter, it's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. It's easy to to remember, EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning. Again, edsairconditioning.com for all your AC matters because it is hot and sticky and gross in September. It's going to be that again in October. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. When we return, Theo has a new habit, and I kind of love it. I'm kind of rooting for him. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. Captain Competent Joe Rigotti. We're live on ESPN 106. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. I look forward to NFL reaction Mondays as we call it in the sports talk radio business but I'm also finding that I think it's just unhealthy for me the way things are are, are, are panning out and the way things are if the Dolphins continue to make history by throwing safeties in their own end zone uh, and using Jalen Waddle like he's me in eighth grade PE uh, we're going to continue to have massive, massive problems. Uh, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Uh, so today, I, I, I walk in here, and someone's handing Theo tees and, and divot replacers. And I, I have not, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't peg you for a golfer. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sound inappropriate about that. I just uh, black people don't golf. Black people don't golf. Kid. I was not trying to do the the a black guy golfing. Um, but but uh, you you've you've never talked about golf. Yeah. In the time I've known you, you've never given me any indication that you actually do golf at all. Uh, and then here was here was the big red flag. You 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 held up the divot replacer and you said. What the hell are these? <laughs> That's when I really knew that you definitely aren't a golf guy. But what what are you doing with those things? Are you really trying to take up the game now? I'm doing it now. So I've gone out for the past two months. I've been golfing. Well, really? This uh, has been two months? Two months. I haven't golfed, obviously, enough because you got to do a full 18. Like, I just I told you, I was like, on Tuesday, I golfed with the Dolphins beat guys, and they uh-huh. just whooped my tail out yeah. there. 
But nobody's ever pulled out one of these things. What the heck is a divot replacement? <laughs> well, nobody I don't get it. Nobody you like if you're going to Muni courses, like nobody uses those things. I don't care. You you can drive your carts up on the green and nobody says a damn thing about yeah. it. How have you played a full eighteen? I played full eighteen like four or five times. I'm okay. always like triple bogey and quadruple bogey. Are you walking or carting? We're carting. All right. We're carting. All right. So, so you're doing it the right way. We're carting and we're drinking beers. All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. So uh, how are you? Are you okay? Can you like hit? A drive? I've did some like so I can I I just can't hit it consistent. So you know how you have those holes where you get it off the tee and it's like everybody's like whoa. It gets it, it, like you actually hit the drive in the air and you're like yeah. oh hell yeah let's go. you're like sign me up for the long drive competition. Yeah, yeah yeah so I have those so it keeps me coming out there but I'm a lefty <laughs> so it's hard for people. Oh to give you me can't pointers. even get rental clubs and it's hard to get pointers yeah. and stuff. It's it's a tough out for me yeah. but I love it because I keep getting better and and, and I drinking keep learning beer. new things and I'm drinking beers yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, that's hilarious. How are you hooked up with the Dolphins beat guys playing? What is going? What what world are we living? I in? like misery. Like you like rooting for the Dolphins. I like being around misery. <laughs> because and those guys, those guys are miserable. <laughs> I know them. I know a number of them very well, and I love them. And they are miserable just like me. That is a great assessment of those yeah. guys. You guys are miserable. Hey, especially if you're golfing with uh, – no, there's no way Omar – wait, did I do that again? Omar Kelly, the Sun Sentinel, did I do that yeah, again? No, Black yeah, people yeah. don't golf. Did I do that again? <laughs> no, yeah, you did. I did do that again. He wasn't, but Marcel. Marcel. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. He's good. Yeah? Marcel is good. Yeah. Yeah, so – So, wait, what are you shooting now? You've got to be I, – I Over 100. Yeah, over 100. Yeah, over 100. I have the best I've done on any single hole is a single bogey. That's good though. Like a bogey, that's yeah. where you pump your fist. In, but it always happens on like 18 because you have a miserable day. You're just hacking it around. Hacking. And then you either par or bogey by far your best hole of the day on 18. And that's how that evil game brings you back and sucks you in right. every single time. Golf is an evil sport because that happens constantly. Constantly. You know, when you're back in here, and I think you're back in here. Friday? Friday? Yeah, let's, I mean, whatever. I've got to tell you a story. I've got to tell you a story about the time that I got hit with a drive point blank in the leg. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you that story on Friday. (laughs) The game is evil, damn it. The game is, by the way, listen to me, host Honda Classic Live, the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast, (laughs) Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to talk about that evil damn game. Uh, Real quick, Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He's my guy. He's going to be on tomorrow, our sports law uh, insider, our sports agent insider here on Ken Levick Alive. If you have any personal injury matter, whether it's a slip and fall, whether it's an automobile accident, a boating accident, anything, you need someone you can trust because that sucks. It is tough to navigate through that. There's a lot of people calling you. They want to PCU. Uh, It's a a really gross business sometimes, especially uh, personal injury law. Uh, That's where you need someone you can trust. You need to sift through all that slime, and Pat Lawler is as dependable as they come. I know because I've known him for a long time. Lawler & Associates, they have decades of trial experience. They have your back, most importantly, and the consultation is free. He wants to make sure that if he's taken on your case, he knows he can get you what you deserve. That's Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys. Go to wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com for your free consultation lawler and associates personal injury attorneys they've got your back theo we'll talk to you friday man are you Let's golfing at all this week again i am golfing on thursday i'm golfing right. on thursday so we'll see how all right we're gonna have the <laughs> friday we'll make sure that we have the theo golf report or also i'm fascinated to hear your breakdown of the Ryder cup we'll do that on friday as well because <laughs> if, if you're gonna play you got to embrace it now you're right all right usa yeah <laughs> that was theo's contribution and Ryder cup breakdown theo darcy wptv news channel 5 wflx fox 29 he'll be back on friday joe regatti captain competent great work as always i'm ken lavica and uh, i've been live on espn 106.3 talk tomorrow bye-bye